Do you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, the love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And today we have a special guest, Christine. Hi, good morning. Home of the love snobs, love snobs, love snobs. love snobs have surfaced you know the people that actually use honesty to communicate the genuine friends that refuse to let you feel sorry for yourself yes those people you know the friends that collect your tears every time life makes your eyes rain the love snobs the people that don't allow you to settle support your dreams but don't support you sleeping with just anybody you know the friends that are so judgmental they actually stay away from negative people and encourage you to surround yourself with positive people Yes, that friend. The friends that love you even when you refuse to love yourself. You, you know, know, the, the love, love snobs. Go ahead, Jerry. So we usually start the podcast off by asking the same question, which is, when you hear accountable love, what does that mean to you? Yeah, so this is a... I know that, that Aziz is a little tricky here, so I have to be very careful on how I answer with him. <laughs> So accountable love for me, uh, I really think it starts with me, is being accountable myself, understanding what accountability means, how I would define it on my own terms um, of showing up, saying what I said I was going to do. Um, if I do something that's against the relationship, you know, being honest about it, coming to my partner, not making them come to me. And Basically, kind of like an in short term showing up. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, this is our third season of the podcast, and the first season we talk about defining terms. Second season we introduce the world to the love snobs, and this season we're talking about being the adult in the room. So, when you hear being the adult in the room, what do you think of? Hmm. <laughs> I think of all sorts of things. First, I think of all the ways when I'm not the adult in the room. <laughs> and I'm like, oops, <laughs> definitely been there. Um, and, and then I think of what I am, right? So being the adult in the room, I think really just means kind of holding that grounded space, having a little bit more of an elevated perspective, right? So in my emotional body, but also able to see the bigger picture. And I think a lot of that is benefit of the doubt, letting people talk, letting people be heard. Um, and, and that includes yourself, right? It's, it's really easy sometimes for me specifically to, uh, to hear others, but not necessarily feel heard myself. And so part of my being accountable and being the adult in the room is pausing and making sure that I'm heard too. <laughs> so would you say that in your relationships, you are more the adult in the room than not, or do you, yes. or was it like a even split? Like, what would you say the dynamic of your, your relationships are? Uh, well, I guess it, it depends on the relationship. So romantically, um, I think that depends too. Sometimes I'm the, the way more irrational, emotional one. Um, and that sometimes just happens, right? And then sometimes, most of the time, I would say, though, I'm the kind of calm, cool, collected, like, as long as we can talk about it, I'm okay with it. Like, even if you tell me the worst thing in the world, if we can have dialogue, I'm, I, my emotional body will stay 
kind of in place, but it's, it's more that like vying for the attention, having to pull out the information, all those kinds of things that tend to arouse. Definitely. Yeah. I, I, I think I like that, that, that's definitely the biggest portion of being an adult in the room is like having the goal in mind and making sure you keep everybody on task. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, what you just described, you have been an adult though. You said you can, you know, be emotionally involved and sometimes not really take accountability for your, your emotional well-being. But for the most part, if you're focusing on the relationship and what triggers that emotion is the lack of the other person's accountability. Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, in that situation, you're probably not, you don't want to be have to be the adult in the room. You want an equal. And you're trying right. to pull that equality out of the person by actually challenging them to, you know, step up and do their part. So I wouldn't necessarily say you wasn't being a down the room, but you know, when you get fed up, sometimes, you know, you get emotional and sometimes you're pulling, trying to pull it out of them, which still shows a form of, you know, leadership, leadership. And it shows that you're trying to be the adult still, even though you don't go about it in an adult way, you know, mm-hmm. I know that, driven by that. Yeah. I know that's one, one area that Aziz and I used to struggle in all the time was that I was the adult in the room in every relationship I was in. And then I, when I came when I came back around, I didn't want to be the adult in the room with him, right? And then I resented him for not wanting to be the adult in the room. <laughs> yeah. It's like you can't have it both ways, right? And if it's truly a, a principle of yours to be in a, the adult in the room, then I, that should carry over, right? And mm-hmm. I know that you know when you're around other leaders that you're not going to lead in every area. But mm-hmm. the one thing that we used to struggle with, and sometimes we do still, um, is that yeah, like I just want to. It's like, that's me wanting to like, quote unquote, take a break. But he's, yeah. he's like, there's no break in leadership. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, get, get it together. And so I, it's like, I'm everyone's rock. I'm everyone's founding board. I'm, I'm, I'm always the, the rational one. And then I come to him and I want to be just able to like, you know, take my bra off and be irrational and just like not care. But it's unfair to him. And really, like, if I really truly believe that people should be more of an adult in the room, or an adult in the relationship, then I should be that at all times. Like, I don't, like, you don't get a break. You know what I mean? And so I find that that's something that I used to struggle with and sometimes still struggle with. Do you have that same issue? Oh, absolutely. I, I resonate with everything. I have a tad bit of a different perspective, though. So I, I do believe in taking a break. Um, so some of my credentials are, you know, I'm a marriage and family therapist. I do this all day long. I have to be the adult in the room, especially when I'm in knee deep in a couple session and people are like wanting to rip each other's heads off. And, and that I like, they don't rip each other's heads off, but I mean, it's really close to it. <laughs> like the people come with a lot of emotion, you know, and I have to be the rational one. I have to be the one that brings it back. And so I can do that in my personal relationships. I have the skills. The issue for me, kind of like what you were saying, Jerry, is that sometimes I'm like, I can't always be on. And that's, that's just not... That's not even, I, it's not that I don't want to take leadership. It's just sometimes it's like, I am done. And you know what? All of those things I used all day long, I used them. <laughs> like I used them up. And now you're going to get the short version of me. And now you're going to get the grumpy version of me or the worn out version of me or the emotional version of me. Um, because all day long, and, and it's not just because of my job. We all have jobs, right? So you may be in a high stress position and 
you have to keep it together all day. And then there has to be a cognitive break. Like our brains actually, some people can function at that all of the time, but I, I think they tend to burn out too. So for me, it's more of this idea of I need a sanctuary and a safe place to not have to be so on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But you know what I learned too? Like, so because of the struggle that Aziz and I used to have, he taught me that those people at work and the people that are not on the high priority list shouldn't get the best of me, right? I agree yes, with that. I agree from with a, you know, it's work. So from a, from a HR perspective, <laughs> I can't lose my shit. You know what I mean? Like I got to keep it together. Right. Mm-hmm. But they should, they should still get it. They shouldn't get a better version of me than yeah. the people at home. So what I've learned to do is instead of acting, you know, acting like a baby or, or feeling entitled to these feelings, I communicated better. Like today, like we'll give an example of today. Today, I I usually prepare breakfast on Saturdays. Um, we eat as a group, right? And I wasn't really feeling well. So I'm, I'm going to, I wanted to shortcut it. I was going to shortcut it just by bagels, right? That's the easiest thing instead of flipping pancakes. Right. And so I got in the shower. I got, you know, I, I was telling myself, I was, I'm on my, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, I'm on my way down. And I said, Hey, um, and he was like, you know what, just come straight here. I'll go to the store because I don't really want bagels and I'll make breakfast today. And I said, oh, okay. And I was willing, but usually old Jerry would have been like, this is what you get. And you know, have, and I'm not feeling well and I don't want to deal. And I wouldn't have even, you know, even been open about me not really feeling well and just he would have heard it in my tone or felt it when I walked in with my energy you know so now I'm able to communicate it up front so that we can make decisions together and he's not necessarily getting a crappier version of me it's just I'm not 100% right now but Mm -hmm. I'm not kicking his butt because I'm I'm not 100% and that goes way further than you know he's like well like if you're not then why are you even here you know what I mean like you could have stayed home you know that becomes that conversation so it's it's um, I, I had to learn how to, when I'm not my best, that I still need to, I wouldn't even say pretend, just be able to communicate that better yeah. because it yields better results and it helps our relationship. Because if yeah. I would have came down bitchy, it, it, he would have been like, you should just stay home. Yeah. Like, why are you here? And then that, that would have closed the wedge in our relationship. It would have been a, a bad day and that would have been the end of that, you know? So it's really important that, yes, we all need that time to, decompress and that time to rejuvenate and all that other stuff but before I used to give my co-workers the best part of me and come home and like mm-hmm. I don't want to talk like leave me alone yeah but these the relationships I have at home are way being way more to me than my co-workers right so I, I needed to learn how to balance that so for me I I actually have two days a week that are my really long days that I do nothing for nobody and everyone knows Tuesday, Wednesday is my bath night. Tuesday, Wednesday is my uh, watch TV or take a movie night. Tuesday night, Tuesday and Wednesday are my... So I've blocked that time out knowing that I just don't have the capacity, that I really am drained. And even if I pulled it from my bootstraps, like it's just not enough. So I completely agree with that of like arranging your life in a way that makes sense to you so that you can continue to be adult in the room. And with my kids, they know, like I'll tell them I'm at my capacity. I love you. I just... I got nothing left. I'm going to take a bath, you know, here's dinner and I'm out. And so that I'm not making those so that I'm not putting it on other people. Cause I had that same realization. It actually didn't happen that long ago for me about three years ago. Um, 
I just, you know, I'm like, I bring it all day long. I keep high energy. I do this. I'm in, in the room with every single person. And then I'm coming home like, ah, and I had that same realization of like, no, that's totally not fair. And I actually share that with a lot of people now of like, oh, congratulations to your husband and family. They get the worst version of you. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like yay for them. They've signed up for a lifetime and they're getting kind of like your crumbs where we should be giving our family, friends and loved ones the cake and everyone else kind of feeds off of that a little bit. Absolutely. But, yeah. So I mean like, I'm hearing both of y'all speak, you know, y'all y'all did y'all little woman's talk right there. <laughs> but I hear, you know, I hear both of y'all speaking and, you know, my perspective on it is the adult in the room is not something you turn on and off. It's something that you, you, you become, you know what I mean? You gradually become because you graduate to responsibilities that you actually want. You know what I mean? Like when you want to be a parent, you understand that it comes with trials and tribulations. You understand that it comes with a lot of development, a lot of turmoil, a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, you giving of yourself. So you, you, you're ready to take on that, that, that responsibility. When you say, I want to be friends with somebody, you're, you're looking at them. And once you give that friendship title, because obviously we look at friendship as not just acquaintance, not just somebody that you see once in a while. Mm -hmm. Not even somebody you grew up with and you speak to once in a while. I would think that's more of a family member. But when you look at a friend, you are incorporating them in your lifestyle. You're incorporating them in your life. You're thinking of them and you're thinking of yourself at the same time. So or you're actually saying that this person is ready to think of me. So all I have to do is think of them. Mm -hmm. So you show up, you know what I mean? And obviously with a romantic partner, you're more intertwined. So you definitely show up as the adult every day and a part of being the adult is when you you also communicate when you at your capacity and when you need them to do a little a little more mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's a part of being the adult adult is not always meaning that you're the person you're a soldier that's yeah. holding up the yeah that's holding up the relationship you know what i mean you're the person that's just communicating you're the whole point is to be in a room with adults with other yeah. adults. So like what you said, if I'm a marriage counselor and they're coming to me with issues, obviously that's your, that's your job. I wouldn't necessarily say that you're necessarily the adult in the room, but that is your position to be the leader in the room and you're the mediator in the room. So you got to basically take in the information and basically process it in a way where you can give it back to them to assist them, right? But when you're in a relationship with people that is a romantic relationship or is a friendship with your personal relationship, you're feeding off each other. Yeah. So you being drank, it should, hey, I'm getting ready to go home and I'm getting ready to spend time with my friends. Like you said, you said you, you know, you take your decompressed two days and you go bubble bathing and watching TV and relaxing. Like I look at it like I'm going to go, whoo, I'm getting ready to go hang out with my friends. Or I'm getting ready to go have a good discussion with my, my partner. And I think that's my relax. You know what I mean? Not saying that I don't need my alone time to gather my thoughts, of course, but I usually take that on my commute or when I go for exercise, or, you know, I take those little times, them little pieces at, in those moments, because, you know, we don't have a lot of time and I want my time to be valuable when it comes to this world. And working is taking so much time from our, our loved ones. I don't really have the time to kind of mm -hmm. take those long days or the long hours off, but I do take the second. So we all in agreement on that. Like being a down the room doesn't mean you don't need a long time. But it just mm -hmm. means that you're always thinking of your responsibilities and doing what's best for the group as opposed to just for you. 
So you said something, um, you know, you had this like one liner quote that really hit a light bulb for me the other day. And you said, love should be a boomerang. Definitely. And I really had to sit with that. And I really think that really cycles back into what we're talking about here with friendships and relationships is Definitely. I really agree with Jerry and maybe it's more of a, a female thing in a lot of ways where we are the nurturers. We are kind of the mom, the friend, the best friend, the sister, the da 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 da, da and the titles and the labels and, and the, the ways that we're there for people. There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I know a lot of other women that can talk to that. And I'm not a man, so I'm not trying to speak for men. I'm sure that they do too. But kind of taking this back where I've really been reevaluating a lot of my relationships of the boomerang. That's all. So if I'm always the adult in the room and I never get to take a break from making all the decisions or being the rational one, because I, you both know, I love fun. I love to have fun. I don't always just want to be, you know, the grind, 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 get it done, da, 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 da. I, I want it to be a fun experience. So I do want to feed off of other people and going like, hey, how about you pick the place we eat, you pick the fun thing that we do, and we all do this together this time. So that I'm not feeling like not only am I the adult in the room, but or the responsible one in the room or the leader in the room, because um, that can get a little tedious for my friends too. Like, well, we are always doing what you want to do. And it's like, well, nobody else is volunteering anything. I just kind of happen to be the go, 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 get stuff done person. So, right, kind of looking at all of these different things, if it should be the boomerang, I can't, I should be able to say to my friends and my loved ones and even my children, my children are older. I know you have a little guy, um, my, mine are big kids now. And I just talk to them like regular people, you know, <laughs> there's, there's no differentiation. So it's like, hey, you know, those days when you're really tired and you're going to say something to me that's just going to make my head pop off because you can't be nice right now. I'm having one of those days. I'm going to go in the bathroom and read. I love you. I'm here if you need me. But I need some me time so that I don't act out or create issues. Um, right? I think that's that also that. being a adult in the room. Yeah. Also being a adult in the room, knowing whether you, you know, whether you're at your, your your peak and you really need to, you know, bring it down a little bit. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that. I think that's a good thing. I think that, you know, your ability to relay that and decompress and make sure that you, you know, you're your best self when you actually are discussing those things or spending time with your children is, is very important. But at the same time, I was saying, what I'm saying is if there's other adults, they prioritize fun too. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why everybody hears, you know, like, cause we used to have this whole discussion with Drastic before you joined the, the group on him thinking, okay, love snobs, accountable love, um, principles, um, it doesn't mean fun. Yeah. It, means, <laughs> it does mean fun. It means that you're surrounding yourself with people that you actually trust enough to have fun around. Because if you're having fun with people you don't truly trust or really don't have your best interests at heart, they're going to take advantage of your fun. They're gonna take advantage of you. They're gonna just be fun. They're gonna take advantage of you when you're when you're just relaxing. They're gonna to forget to build the relationship. You get what I'm saying? So we're talking about just the foundation of the friendship. Understand fun is not something that, oh, we we glorify, we prioritize. But what we're saying is build the relationships from the ground up, have that strong foundation. So when you're having fun, you're not looking over your shoulder. You're having fun, like you're you're literally, you know, the trust exercise where you fall back and trust mm -hmm. the person to catch you without bending your knees. You should be walking around with people that you trust to catch you without bending your knees. So yeah, when you do have fun, you know what I mean? When you are having fun, number one, your fun is similar. Number two, you're with other adults. 
because that's what we're prioritizing, right? Our other adults in the room. You want to have a circle of other adults, equals, and healthier relationships. So that's where, you know, being an adult in the room is big. It's, it's also picking other adults to be in a room with. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So you're not going out. And so you don't see it the way you're seeing it. You know, mm -hmm. like your vision is skewed a little bit. You're like, well, you know, I like to just not have friends around at the time because I'm tired. And I'm like, why are your friends not? The, they, why they not help you decompress? <laughs> That's the question that comes to my mind. Like, why, why are your friends not helping you decompress? Because Jerry's yeah. the same way. Like you said, I don't know if it's a woman thing. And I doubt it because I know women that are on the opposite end. But when it's a person, I would say, Y'all share, share the same understanding of dealing with selfish needs or selfish wants. Y'all want oh, yeah. what y'all want when y'all want it. So that's what Jerry, me and Jerry go back and forth all the time. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm big. Like, like, on a normal day, I'm not feeling well. I would have probably just stayed home because I'm like, we spend every Saturday together. That's, our, that's, that's, the, that's what we have together. Like, you know, Saturday is a day that, you know, we don't work. Um, well, we have, we're working on Love is Group journey, but we have that together, but not, I, I have a, 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 a full-time job. Like that's the day that we really could just chill, relax, have family time, you know, and do whatever we really want to do. But, um, the minute I don't feel good, the minute I have a slight headache, the minute I have cramps, I'm like, so I'm not feeling good. I'm staying home today. <laughs> <laughs> and not even thinking that, Hey, they may be looking forward to seeing me too. Is my cramps that bad? Like I could probably roll over, get in an Uber and make my way down. I could be around people that actually could help me, like that can help make me tea, make me, you know, make sure I'm eating. Like there's all these things that come with being around people. But my first thing is I'm staying home. Yeah. And yeah, that that's, we fight about that all the time because my first, my first, my first thing shouldn't be, I'm going to isolate myself. But that's right. what I think of. Like you said, you have a hard day. I, I, I have a long day at work and yeah, sometimes I'm on the computer all day. I'm dealing with all types of events. Like, I mean, it's a lot and I don't want to talk. Right. I, I just want to I just want to lay down. But if I am building this life with other people, then I have to, you know, not even have to. I, I signed up to connect with them, even when I don't want to. I'm not going to be, you know, at 100 percent per se, but I shouldn't be shutting them out either. Yeah. And that's what we fight. up. We, we, we argue about that. Quite a, I mean, we haven't had an argument in a while about it, but <laughs> you see, I'm down here today. But the point is, is that we, we that's something that we do argue about. Cause yeah, I feel, I, I have this sense of entitlement that, yeah, I want my bath. I want my time. And instead of stealing little pockets of time, I want it all. You know what I mean? Like, and, and sometimes it doesn't quite work that way. So, um, yeah, that's a constant struggle that we have. And, and like, as you said, it, it, I think there's more women like that than not. I mean, there's a few that, that are not, but I do think that as a woman, yeah, we do feel that this sense of entitlement because we have just so much, go, yeah, or we so much. create this so much, in, you know, that we have so much going on that <laughs> that nothing else really matters. But when you take in a step head, back, like, as these challenge, challenges me, like, well, what do you have going on, right? It's like, I'll come to, I have a lot going on, so I can't do this and I can't do that, and we're just going to have to schedule this and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what do you have going on? And I'll list, like, three things. <laughs> And he's like, you're, you're killing me right now. So you're telling me that out of the, like you, you couldn't, you can't get other things done because of these three things. You know what I mean? So when you put things into perspective or when you challenge to quantify what you really got going on, you really realize that it's all in your head. You're overwhelming yourself. It's, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to belittle what I do have going on, but it's, I'm making it more than what it needs to be.
and by isolating yeah. myself, I'm even making it worse because now I'm in my head. I'm not even bouncing ideas off of, off of other people. I'm not getting their input, and I'm creating this narrative that probably doesn't even really exist. So, yeah, that's one thing that you and I share, Christine. Um, yeah. But yeah, we 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 fight about that a lot. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't really quite know the dynamics of what, what you guys do, if it's like community living or, or how you've kind of arranged your life like this. <laughs> well, no, so we, so basically we are, we believe in the village mentality. So Aziz and I, I have love been it. friends, so Aziz and I have been friends since, well, we met each other at 15, right? 15? Yeah, we met each other at 15. Yeah. I'm 42. He's 40. He's six months behind me. But um, yeah, give so the we've been digest version. <laughs> All right, sorry. So yeah, we've been friends for a long time. Um, and we 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 basically our lives. We believe in 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 the village and having village mentalities. Like, how could you have friends, or why should you have friends around? That's not totally. And, and totally interconnected in your life, right? I shouldn't be raising kids alone. He shouldn't be raising his kid alone. Like there's certain things that when you when we decided to sign up as friends, we shouldn't live these like separate lives. Like we should be able to come together because things are always better in groups. So yes. we decided that. So every Saturday we, we come together and we spend the whole entire day together because that's the day that we, we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. And we go running and we do whatever we decide to do on that Saturday. And so we've been doing it for years. And it's, you know, people look at it as weird um, because yeah. we're not family, but um, it's, we're we believe in, family. huh? So it's bigger than family. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love it. Um, I think it's but beautiful. we believe in village and we believe that everything is better in a group. And, yeah. You should never, we should never have a struggle as long as we have each other. So yeah, that's what we have. So for you guys, one thing that, you know, one thing that really attracted me to this group and, and what you guys are doing is um, I really just love how seriously you take friendship. And I can only imagine what you are like in relationships, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> real intimate ones because, Definitely. and I, I share your group. I try to get it out there. I tell everyone about it. I, I just, I really believe these are conversations I have to have. And I love that you guys are doing it, right? So you're not, it's not a philosophy. It's something that you're living. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I had not really thought of it this way. You know, and, and I've shared that with you guys before. And I think that for some of your listeners, this may be a really new concept. A lot of times we kind of still think of the acquaintance mentality of friends. Uh, I like to call them group A, group B, group C. Group A is my besties, the people I could call at 2 a.m. Group B is a 50%. They might answer, they might not. And group C is the people I see a couple times a year. We give a hug, how are you? And we go on our way. Definitely. But the way that you are really referring to friendship, um, I don't want to say it's a foreign concept, but I don't know that it's really mainstream by any means. Of course not. And, well, and no, so because it, it does, it, it's challenging, but in a really, really beautiful way to me. And it helps me aspire to go, okay, I really do want to elevate my relationships to, to a village mentality. Definitely. We, we well, we truly, yeah, we appreciate that. And we truly believe that love is a group journey. And yeah, it's not mainstream because we were taught that blood is thicker than water and friends come and go. 
And there's nothing really out there to support friendships and those solid connections. And even in romantic partnerships, you should be friends first, right? And that's why we decided to do Love is a Group Journey and put that out there and have those sessions for people because no one's really supporting that demographic, right? It's like, you, you're friends with somebody, you're not friends with somebody. I was like, you know, people will give you the, well, you know, friends are not, friends come around for a reason in a season or whatever that cliche comment is, you know what I mean? And no one really has that support that they need to foster those relationships because society takes those things for granted because they're not blood, you know? And we want to change the narrative because family are people we can't, we don't pick. Right, and, and we choose whether we want to have a relationship. We want to get out of the. We want to get out of the society, like we, like when yeah. we're gonna be accountable. We are society. Yeah. No, you're we right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah, we make that decision all the time because we don't want to put in the work, and a lot of us do want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. So yeah. that's the whole point. Being a adult in the room is understanding. It's changing your priorities to doing what you want to do. But what you want to do is actually build something that's supportive and something that's going to be amazing and great and, and connect with other people. So everybody used to ask me, like, I'm a person that doesn't have intercourse unless I'm in a committed relationship, right? So I'll go, my last time I was in a committed relationship was like eight years ago at some point, And... I didn't have sex the whole time. And everybody's like, oh, how's this? This It has to be hard. And I'm like, I do other things. Like, I, I date. You know, I mean, we fool around. But there's no, like, like when I think of sex, I think of a, a, a ring and a finger and a lifetime commitment. It means I'm ready to commit to this individual. You know what I'm saying? For a lifetime. So I don't look at another approach higher than your word and your commitment and your bond. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, though I... We, we are intelligent human beings. We can justify whatever. So I fool around. I do other things. And I can justify that as being less than actually having intercourse. But through the experience of life, once you have intercourse, it becomes a whole different ballgame. You know, we yeah. can do the whole other things. But once intercourse happens, it does become a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Plus, children can happen. Plus, there's just a lot that can go on through having intercourse. So... Yeah, why am I so serious when it comes to relationships is because it is a serious thing. Love is a group mm -hmm. journey and we are love snobs and we believe love is the highest value. So when you saying I love you to random people and random things and random items and yeah, we do look at you and we're like, okay, you love that? Like, that's what love is to you? The way you feel about something? Or is it a commitment? Is it a something you graduate to and you're ready to now give everything to make sure you maintain the relationships and make t maintain that faith of love. So it's not a feeling, it's a, it's a lifestyle, it's a faith. So that's why we're big on love being a group journey. But you know, with some, of, with some, of, like with some of the backgrounds, like some of the relationships you had, like let's say a friend, the closest friend you had, like what was y'all bond like? Oh, I have, I have the most amazing best friend in the whole world um, and she's, she is my rock. She is my everything. We talk multiple times just about every single day. Um, if I need anything, that's, she's my number one. And she really actually, if I'm, if I'm just speaking here, like she's taught me really what love is. And I know that I've taught her what love is too. It's, and we hold each other accountable. Um, we'll, we'll let each other go on and on and on and, and do our emotional processing. I'm not, I'm a, 
verbal processor for my emotions. I just have to hear myself say it out loud, whether it makes sense or not, you know, and I have to do that. And I come to my own conclusions, same for her, but she is some of the qualities of that relationship is um, we don't question each other's loyalty or love. We know they're there. You know, we, um, we count on each other. We both like, we'll, we'll cry on the phone to each other and be like, I don't know what I would do without you. Like you are my person. And we're both convinced that since we've had, we have such a loving long-term relationship with each other that we can, we are capable of doing this with partners as well. We're just both having issues, having that equal part. Definitely. There's a lot of push pull still. There's a lot of like come to the light. There's a lot of like, <laughs> it's a lot of work at first. And um, because I just don't know that a lot of people are having these conversations and, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, and I'm just like, point me in the right direction. Show me where these people are. I don't think, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think a lot of people aren't having these discussions because these, like you said, these discussions are taboo. It's a little deeper than most people want to go. It brings out emotions people really don't want to deal with. And it holds you, you know, it, it actually allows a person to hold you accountable. And really, if we can skate by, why? be held accountable if I can be with a woman that's gonna allow me to cheat and come back home why would I why would I go after somebody else you know what I mean why would I want somebody that has high standards so we're we're, we're actually shrinking your pool by actually bringing bringing you into the the fold of accountable love we're not telling you you're gonna have a bunch of people because we're, we're we struggle to find partners you know what I mean in the same regard not saying we don't have options you know what I mean like we don't have a problem with options but narrowing them options down it can be a problem because standards and having high standards is looked is frowned upon. You know, we 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 are very comfortable with the idea that, oh well, you know, love is hard and relationships are hard and relationships take all this work and people make decisions for you and you gotta fight through it. And to 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 some degree when we're having these discussions with people, they see love as pain. It's synonymous. And I'm like, no, love is, is, is something where you wake up every day and you think of the best interests of all the people you're around. Mm-hmm. And you're dedicated to making sure that they have the best quality of life and trusting that they are doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. So when you all, when you get up, let's say in Jerry's situation, she's cooking every Saturday, every Saturday, every Saturday, she has a Saturday off. And I'm thinking like, okay, you had a long week. You know what I mean? On top of that, you have other things going on. You're feeling sick. On top of that, like I can actually process that. Why? Because her track record shows that she's dedicated to making sure she gets up every Saturday. But then somebody that blows it off all the time just because they can, right? That's a whole yeah. different understanding. I'm holding them to a, I mean, a, a different, a different measuring tool. Why? Because track record shows they're not dependable. Mm-hmm. So all these people run, and I, I think this is the biggest part of not having these discussions. People want to not deal with what they did to people in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to deal with it at all. And I'm saying I'm taking inventory. I'm letting you know yeah. right off, the, right, right from the beginning. What you do for me, I'm taking inventory. But what you do to me, I'm also taking inventory. And I'm always weighing them things out. Relationships are fragile. Yeah. It's not something like people believe in this concept of, well, when you love me, you love everything. No, when I love you, I love your strengths and I strengthen your weaknesses. Yeah. I'm not going to allow your weaknesses to dictate the relationship or to govern the relationship. 
You see what I'm saying? So that's what love is. And everybody says love is, you know, if you're, if they, they, they are, they are not at their best, just accept. I'm not accepting that because I'm going to come at my best. And when I'm not at my best, what do I expect someone that loved me to do? You know, step up, you know, or when you're not at your best for good reasons, they step up for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily a weakness admitting that you're not having a great day because you're sick. But then it's also not having a great day because you put yourself in a position over and over again that you're not supposed to be in. So then you're not having a great day because you didn't listen. So there's a difference and I'm, I'm, I'm measuring, I'm weighing because we all are the judge and jury of our lives. So for people to sit back and say, I don't want to be judged, you're not ready for a relationship. You're not ready at all. You might as well be a free bird, go up in the sky, and just watch everybody else in that. Because that's well, what you'll be doing. Well, to add to that too, if you're not if you're not willing to advocate for yourself, you're not really ready to be in a relationship either. And not advocate for selfish reasons. Like the one thing I learned about Aziz and admired about him, and also didn't like about him when I wasn't getting my way was that <laughs> he always knew how to advocate for himself. You know what I mean? Like when like I'm not I, I'm not this is this is this is hundred percent you, like this right here, like now I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, that that's admirable. Like to know that you deserve <laughs> somebody's best and to say it and to own it. Right. Like we, 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 we're not really comfortable around people that we're not like most people are not comfortable around people that can verbalize what they deserve and what they're not going to deal with. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, just being being able to advocate for yourself and being de- and, and and knowing what you want and not taking anything less than that. Those those, those are things you need to also have a relationship because if you can't do that, then you're working for the other person at all times. Yeah, I'm I'm laughing because um, you know people have asked me about the group, uh, your Facebook group, and I'm like, oh man, I'm like it challenges me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Here I am thinking I'm at this certain level and I'm like, it's almost like I'm being fed dirty socks or I'm like, (laughs) 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 I keep going up though, because obviously self-improvement and and really seeing myself clearly is important to me. And I, I I think that kind of ties in and what you guys are saying is so often there's a lot of avoidance, not just even with other people, but with ourselves. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that I've accepted unhealthy unequal relationships Mm -hmm. because I would rather think I have 30 to 40 friends so my journey the last week since the group on Monday has been maybe I have two or three friends Mm -hmm. that's really difficult for an extroverted you know I, I thought literally that I had 40 friends and if you asked me six months ago or a year ago I would have really stood by that and been like no I have at least that many good friends and if COVID showed nothing else, it really helped kind of sift things out of who really took the time and who put in the effort and even just for a phone call, just to connect, who was there? And that's my realization really this week is where did everyone go? And I'm realizing that kind of in this age and stage of my life, this is my reality check. This is my time to learn this lesson. Um, apparently I didn't learn it well enough in high school. Uh, you know, that <laughs> not everybody that hangs out with you is your friend. You know, some people want what you have or they want 
to be kind of associated with you for personal reasons or whatever the reasons are, whatever's going on with them. Um, but the more adults that I talk about, like people that are really in their adulthood, right, that, that aren't on the borderline, that they really know who they are, they kind of look at me like, oh, I remember when that happened to me. And I'm like, wow, is this a phase? Is this a stage of life in adulthood where you just kind of start having these realizations? And maybe some people didn't have that many relationships, but I really thought that I did. So holding up that different standard and saying, I'm going to be the adult in the room because I want to be, that's important to me, but I'm also going to seek out people that are in that same place. Definitely. And as much as I don't like eating Aziz's dirty socks, it, it does mess with my mind, right? Like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm really settling in so many, so many areas of my life. It's not one area. And one of my favorite quotes is what you do one place you do everywhere, what you do anywhere you do everywhere. Right. So if I, if I'm settling over here, I'm settling over here too. And I'm not just going to have like really high standards in one area and then completely, no, I'm, I'm definitely being a little bit too loose, too lax. I'm not holding even myself accountable to that. So I think I need to be asking myself, do I have the capacity for friendship right now? Because if I really am that busy, if I really am that tired, if I really do have all that much going on, do I have the extra energy to put into these relationships and foster friendships? If the friendship means there's someone that's going to be in my life on a regular basis. So I think that goes kind of both ways, right? It's If it's that big of a responsibility, I should be challenging, do I have the capacity for that or not before I go in as well? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to really understand what you want as friends. I think everybody is ready for friendship. I just think that it's really narrowing down what friendship is. You know what I mean? If, if you look at friendship as, you know, just another checklist, something else I have to do, something else I have to endure, something else I have to give, something else. Like if you never think of it rec receiving, you never think of joy, you never think of the pleasure, you never think of all the things that they bring to your life. Yeah, I mean, I can see how like we all come out of breakups because we all been there, right? They're like, mm -hmm. oh, we come out of breakups. Oh, everybody's just horrible. Everybody's a cheater. Everybody mm -hmm. lies. And we all been there. Our minds, whether we admit it or not, our minds tell us, because I'm a person that's an optimist. I think, oh, I now on to the next. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, my heart is broken. I'm in pain. I go through the process of it. I talk. Like, we could be talking about French toast, and all of a sudden, I'm bringing up the person I, <laughs> I was in love with. And you know what I mean? Like, we, we're there. We're, we're, it's very self-indulged. Like, you're mm -hmm. not really there for your, your friends at that point. You're just indulged in what went on with you, right? But at some point, you take a step back, and you're like, there are people still around me. Like you said, you have a best friend. Mm -hmm. If you got three other people like that in your life, your life is set. Yeah. Why do you feel like, oh, you know, like, am I ready? I think you're ready because you have the capacity to want. All it has to, what you have to do now is you're saying I'm ready. You're now, you know, on the Accountable Love podcast. You started on the Let's Talk Relationships with the love snobs. Like, that shows you're ready because what we're dishing, we watch our we watch our viewership go up and down. Yeah, all the time it fluctuates. Because it's like, oh, I'm not willing to hear that. I'm not willing, to, I'm my own person. I'm not trying to hear that. And I'm like, none of us are our own people. <laughs> we're molds. We're constantly yeah. molding. So yeah. you're only you're only who you are in the company you keep. 
and who you're being molded by and the information. If I'm watching Ratchet TV all day, yeah, I'm going to do Ratchet things. That's my capacity of information. I'm not an avid reader. You know what I mean? I watch TV and I read people. I assess people all the time. That's what I always wanted to do. That's what I always wanted to be. That's my lifestyle. So that's my focus. You know what I mean? I like, instead of words on the page, I like hearing things. I like seeing things. I like body language. I, like, that's really something I resonate with. Jerry reads. I'm a reader, yeah. All the time. I love to read. You know all what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jerry's a reader. She talks to me about books all the time. My biggest thing is mindfulness. I mean, mindlessness, excuse me. Like, are you taking in the information from the book or are you just talking to me about it? Because I really, if you're not reading something that's going to help grow you or build you up or nurture your relationships, I'm always wondering why are people doing things? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to friendship, it is about a constant challenge, but you have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the stress of being challenged, but you also have to enjoy the stress of having fun. Because when you wake up the next day and you're older, fun can be yeah, taxing on your body as well, <laughs> as well as we all know. You know what I mean? So everything is, there's different forms of stress and there's different forms of connection. And we have to find the forms that fit us. We can't just be comfortable. With, it's different. Is it healthy? Is it equal? We have to put labels on that difference. Well, they just think different. Doesn't mean I want to hang out with them. You know, it's interesting, like, you know, we used to have um, this group on Facebook and we asked, we posted a question about, um, would you have your friends around your kids? And the majority of the people that was in the group basically said, no, my friends don't need to be around my kids, right? Not every friend needs to be around my kids. So then we challenged them with the question of then why do they have the label friend? Why can't they just get, like, get the next level down like associate? Because not all associates, right, are around your friends. And they were like, no, they're my friends because we, I have friends for different reasons. Like I have friends to go out to drink with. I have mm -hmm. friends to go to the book club. Where I have, but, you know, like, but really, but you're, you, everyone knows that they're, 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 their children are their prized possessions, right? And if you can't have your friends around your children, then why are they your friends, right? If you're dating a man that you think is going to molest your kid, then why is he a man? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's. It's, we so, we're so quick to give labels, but not really yeah. think about what those labels mean. Because the minute you call somebody your friend, the minute you call somebody your boyfriend, the minute, like that's an extra level of responsibility that goes into that. And you believe that they are good people, right? Or they wouldn't be so mm -hmm. close to you. So they should be able to be a part of everything. And yeah. so we, you know, we, it, it's, it's funny how people it's so it's laziness like it's so the people that they know they're just friends oh we're friends we're friends no there, there's levels to it right you're not my friend if you can't if i'm not inviting you over to my home you're probably not my friend if you don't know my kid by now you're probably if you only see my kid on facebook you're probably not my friend <laughs> you know what i mean like and i think if people really took the time to take a step back and think about who's truly their friends and who is an associate and who's a person like you said a person that i may see once a month a person i may see every twice a year like you put them in categories and then you you build relationships based on what category they're in yeah i agree with that investing investing in the relationship on the level and if someone wants to yes. move up, you know if it's a b friend and you want to move up you know i'm always telling people i meet people and then i go friendship is fragile and in the beginning i do believe you have to put a lot of time effort and energy into it and that those are my three words for everything i don't care if it's your job your marriage yourself 
whatever you care about will require your time, effort, and energy, period, across the board. And my philosophy is complacency kills. So I don't care if it's a friendship, your relationship, or even yourself, your relationship with yourself. If you're not constantly putting time, effort, and energy in it, it's like not watering a plant. It will die. Mm-hmm. Or at least that branch will die or those peace, that connection, that the buzz, right? The energy. And, and we mm-hmm. feed, like Aziz said, we feed off that energy, but we have to be consciously aware of putting that in. So even when I'm in a, in a new friendship, I will say something like that up front. Like, okay, we need to make sure that we're scheduling regular time together. And even if that's phone calls, Definitely. because if we don't feed it, it will just fade. Definitely. And then you'll become the C friend. You know, you yeah. have potential for an A friend, but you'll become the C friend because it wasn't important. It wasn't prioritized. We didn't make the time. And, and then it's, well, that could have been cool, but it's just over now. Definitely. I, I agree with everything you just yeah, said. Yeah, 100%. I agree. That's a good philosophy, man. That's good. Because if people aren't putting forth that time, that effort, that energy, making it priority, that's why we're big on prioritizing and making sure that you have your priorities set. But, you know, I think another portion of not having these discussions is, you know, people don't want to prioritize. They don't want to hurt people's feelings. They don't want to, you know, have the hard discussions because it caused conflict. And as Jerry mentioned about five times, I mean, we have conflict on a daily basis. Oh, you could, you're, you're coming at me? Yeah, five yeah, times, yeah. Though? You had, you had <laughs> say like once. <laughs> you had a conflict on a, we have conflict on a daily basis and it could just be, you know, obviously we're talking about butter and toast correctly, but it's not about butter and toast. It's about maybe I'm believing that she's lacking the commitment in the relationship and butter and toast kind of rock the friendship at that point. And she's like, it's only toast. It's only toast. And I'm like, it's bigger than toast. It's the fact that you don't show up in this area, this area, this area, and toast was the tipping point. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you're always, you know, you get to a place where you're always avoiding labels. Yeah. And that's why we had the discussion that rocked you last Monday is because we're like, why are we avoiding labels? Labels are the things that actually hold us to a standard. Labels yeah. are the friends that connect us to the right people. You have to commit to. Yeah. Romantic partner is something you have to commit to. Parent is something you have to commit to. Those are labels. Without labels, how are we truly who we are? How are we saying we know who we are and we can't express who we are because we're so busy ducking labels as opposed to finding something that sticks? Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's, it's, really, it's really good that you have, you have the framework all the time. Like, it's, it's good when you say things, we can hear it, it's clear, you know. But we do employ all the time. Like, look at being a down the room, not as a job, but as a lifestyle. And it right. doesn't mean that there's lack, a lack of fun. Like, adults create fun. <laughs> they also plan fun. You know what I mean? Don't think that it's, oh, I got to be on all the time. You have to be you all the time. Yeah, all and that should be good enough. All the you is to be you. So if you're like, I have to be on, that means that you feel that you're around people that require extra energy and they're not putting anything back. <laughs> so we have to be in relationships that put something back into us. Yeah. And if we your just- boomerang, give it, give Your it, boomerang it. effect. That was Definitely. the best, that was the best metaphor and- Really, when I think about my best friend, it doesn't matter what shape I'm in. She's here. Definitely. And we have fun and we cry and I sometimes, you know, whatever the case, it doesn't matter. 
just it's it's just being there and you're right in some rooms if you're feeling like you have to be more than it's probably like jerry said it's probably more of an acquaintance definitely or an associate it's probably more of a networking and when you mentioned the book club and all those things yeah i i was a part of a lot of groups before the world shut down and all these things happened and i thought everyone there was my friend and my <laughs> bubble popped in that of like they're my friends in that specific context, but they don't know where I live. They're not in my regular life. They're not really following up on me in between. So they, I can, what would you call that then? Would you put that back? Acquaintance. Acquaintance. Associate. You know, I wouldn't even use the word friend. Yeah. Because one thing, one thing we, we always try to discuss with our viewers and the guests and things of that nature is making sure that you label something and that label has a standard. If I walked up to you and said, yo, you're amazing, you're gorgeous, you look great. And I go over to somebody you find that looks atrocious. And I'm like, you're gorgeous, you're beautiful, you're great. Did that compliment just turn to a diss? Right. Huh? Did that compliment at that particular time, did I take from that compliment by giving that same compliment to somebody that you don't hold at that standard? Mm-hmm. So you always got to make sure that when you're saying things, the standard fits across the board. Because if they hear you saying it to somebody else, they're going to evaluate it, and they're going. Your word is becoming less and less to them if you don't really have that standard. So when you say, "Oh, I went to the book club with all my friends," your best friend is looking like, "Okay, this is how she values friends." I might have to reevaluate her. Because <laughs> when, when after our talk on Monday, I called my best friend crying and, you know, Jerry was messaging me, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to sleep right now. <laughs> like, ah! And when I talked to her, I said, what I'm saying doesn't have anything to do with you. You are, you are my person. And she said, I know, I already know. And that's what you were talking about earlier, that consistency. I know you're not talking about me. I know you're not putting me in the same group exactly. and I'm here for you because I can also remember when that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so sometimes when you're when and you like people, sometimes like there's a popularity thing, just like high school where I'm like, I know everyone, Definitely. but who really knows me? Definitely. And that was that boomerang. That's that second piece that was the light bulb to me of if I can be there for everyone and I throw the boomerang out, who's there and and really sitting with that so that's been a a very powerful 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 I don't even know where it's going it's it's just a brand new open wound where it's like okay what what do we do now you know I'm digging in I'm going for it I'm starting to let myself have these realizations and I guess for your listeners I I want to just like make it known that they're not alone (laughs) and that like it's it's not fun when that if you if that happens to you right? And that you guys will help support what happens next, right? Because that was where I was like, I I was like, I fell kind of on my face and I'm like, what do I do now? (laughs) I went from 40 friends to two. Uh, Help! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're definitely here to support any way we can. And like, like you said earlier, the work starts with you, but our work is not all about self help. It's about building a community. Yeah actually helps you you know what i mean so like we truly believe true self-help is comes from the people you have around you and the support because when you have great support then self is taken care of Mm -hmm. absolutely and that's what we need to understand but 
you know, That's this is the end of our podcast. Yeah. We want to thank Christine for, you know, showing up. We know yes. she had a little bit of an emotional night, so we really appreciate her for showing up and having a quick turnaround. Well, not even that. She's on the West Coast, so yeah. her time is not the same <laughs> time as our time. <laughs> so she got up early for us, and we truly appreciate that. Definitely. Yeah, it was awesome. It. So Great conversation. Thank you guys so much. My yes. name is Jerry, and thank you, Christine, for, have, for, for being with us today. We are the love snobs. Enjoy. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.